Am I going? Yes, you're going. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Heidi's like, we're trying to fit. This is a disaster podcast, but I'm, we're super excited about it today. Everybody's like, every podcast with you guys That's is right. a disaster podcast. Every single one. But I make sure and tell the ones that are like, mo- like I know that are going to be probably a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a really great but message. But it's a great message that we have to do. We have a guest with us here today. Um, at, Say hello, me, Sherry. This, we, Sherry is with us, and we'll explain hello. who Sherry <laughs> We'll, we'll explain who Sherry is. Um, Sherry is a member of our our home church. Yeah. And recently she has been brought to our ministry in just some just some really interesting ways. And we have um, formed a really awesome relationship with her and become family. But she's kind of um, this podcast and our ministry. We speak out on a lot of different things. And we, you know, we're looking at reforming. Um, and I use that word carefully. I don't like to use the word reforming um, in, in that type of way. But I mean, just kind of um, relooking at the way that we do church in no way, not being exclusive and saying that, you know, home church and, and Bible churches are the only way to go. And this is what you have to do to be saved or anything like that. Um, but just taking a, a true look on where we are um, as a nation, as as followers of Christ and um, just look at all the different things that um, kind of unlearn the things and the lies and the different things that we've been told and not not only told but I mean um, just the the sometimes innocent ignorance that we've heard from the pulpit for the past ever this is not this is nothing <laughs> that is this is something that went on in the Old Testament and continued on through the New Testament into our uh, modern times today and it will continue continue to keep happening until christ returns um all that said uh, sherry has kind of had um definitely had the lord speak to her and feels that the lord is moving her out in in different ways and she's kind of um leaving uh leaving the modern uh, i we call it the american church the american gospel church um it, it's just what we would know is, is what our our safe, you know, um, mega churches are, which, they, you know, they, they feed you this milky gospel. It's, it's not solid food. It's not a lot of times it's a compromising gospel. It's a semi-prosperity gospel, um, all kinds of different, um, different, John MacArthur said that, that the church today suffers from spiritual AIDS. It could die, it could die the death of a 99 heresies um, in, in just our modern church today. So um, definitely just taking a look at that in seriousness and, and kind of just feeling um, called out of that, being led out of that. She kind of was led to our ministry and led to look at these things and study these things more. But as she's doing it, she's having, um, just like we all do, she's having struggles kind of de-worlding and kind of um, reconciling the two. So um, we thought she she had some awesome thoughts uh, about um, this idea for this podcast because she's like, man. So she hit us with a bunch of them last night, and I was like, we have to record this, and we have to talk about this as a group. So... I'm going to go ahead and just let Sherry take it over and she can just run just you just run wild with that setup on. I know you probably she can't really hear very well. She's calling in. 
So she probably didn't hear everything I said. But, uh, Sherry, I was just basically giving them the rundown of um, where you came from, what we're all about, you know, and your pursuit of truth, and um, what, what kind of what you were thinking and, and what you were telling me last night that was just so brilliant about um, kind of leaving the world and, and weaning yourself away from it and, and also, um, you know, this American gospel kind of weaning yourself off of that as well. So basically everything you Marco Poloed us last night, if you could say that now, that would be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Got you. Okay. So yes, I was, um, I think I'm just going to start with where I was walking around Walmart yesterday. I literally was walking around Walmart by myself, just kind of wandering around getting stuff that I needed for the house. And I was like, man, we are the beginning of November and there are Christmas trees out. Oh, they're and everywhere. I felt like I, yes. And I felt like, I was like, man, I feel like I said the same thing when I was at Hobby Lobby like two months ago about, you know, Halloween and fall stuff. And I was like, thinking on it and I was just like you know I don't understand why it is that we are putting out holiday stuff or seasonal stuff before like two months in advance before everything gets here and then you know as I'm walking around it it clicked to me and this was kind of just the the preface to what happened last night I was like man you know I know exactly what's going on here like we literally are craving something and we're fulfilling it with these things with Christmas trees with Christmas lights with presents and Halloween and you know the trick-or-treating and the candy and all the things and we're really it's like we're we're starving to death and you know in the midst of our starving we're trying to figure out something that can fulfill us and And that was so spot on I mean that could not be any more nail on the head than that right there right and so I just I'm like man and, and, and if you think about it it's just like you're you're steady feeding yourself and you're not getting anything you're you just feel like you're still lacking and so I kind of you know just I thought on it for a second and then you know just kind of like didn't think about it for a little bit and then I got home and I decided to go for a walk um you know the house was kind of in chaos and I was like all right I'm just gonna you know go for a walk open up some margin for God to speak to me you know I need to leave that margin open and I can't do that if everything's going crazy so I went for a walk and in the midst of that walk I I just began to ask God I'm like God like why you know because you know as Brandon said Recently, I um, left um, our church, Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit had told me, you know, all right, it's time for you guys to leave. And so we left and I've been struggling and I'm like, man, I I honestly believe that I should be, you know, getting to a better place by now. Why? Why is this so hard? I don't understand why this is so hard. God, like, you know, this is painful. And it was in that moment that it occurred to me that this was going to be a weaning process. This wasn't going to be a, you know, rip me off of the milk and move on with our lives. You know, I don't feel like you can fully appreciate, um, you know, the, the true nourishment that we really need from, from scripture and from God and, you know, the Holy spirit and all that until we've been weaned. And do I think that you can have those things while you're weaning? Absolutely. But I feel like that is where the pain is coming in is the weaning process. And, and, and my reference was just to, you know, think about weaning a child from the breast or, 
weaning a child from a pacifier or even a blanket. It occurred to me, like, oh, you know, how kids get attached to the blanket or the stuffed animal. You know, when you have to take that away, it's a process. It's, it's not a you know, let me rip this away from them or let me, you know, tear the breast away from them. I'm just going to, you know, throw them straight onto milk or throw them straight on, a, you know, onto whatever solid foods by themselves or whatever they have to wean. And so it, it began to, you know, be clear to me that this was going to be a painful process. Like it is painful for the child that is beginning to wean themselves, you know, from the breast or from the blanket or, you know, whatever analogy you want to use there. And, it was going to be a long process and that meant like weaning ourselves from, you know, the worldly things that come with Christmas, weaning ourselves from the worldly things that come with, you know, fall time and, and all of the different, you know, 4th of July and all the things that we celebrate as Americans or things that we idolize as Americans, those things, when you begin to crave, you know, and desire the solid foods, you're you're weaning yourself you have to wean yourself and and it's not going to be an easy process at all and so i feel like that's kind of the process that our family is going through right now and it's definitely you know with a with a 14 year old and a 12 year old and somewhat of a new believer husband it's not it's seriously not easy and then also to add on to that like not even really fully getting into scripture until the past few months you know really digging deep and understanding scripture and all the things that come with, you know, that desire. And I have never been more, um, what do you like, I, you know, your nutrients, like you're missing that, you know, the vitamins and stuff like that. I feel like that's what my spiritual self is going through right now. Like I'm lacking vitamin C or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm like struggling to try to, so I'm kind of doing it in a chaotic form and I'm trying to, you know, calm that process down. But you know, I feel like I'm just lacking in that spiritual nutrients that, you know, I've needed for a long time. And I'm just now coming to figure out what that is that I have been lacking. It's not a Christmas tree or, you know, these movies that we watch, you know, all these things that we cling to in place of God's word, in place of the Holy Spirit, you know, in place of the things that we're supposed to do as followers of Christ. Like, we can't replace those things and get the same, you know, effects, the same nutrients that we can get if we're, you know, going after what we're actually supposed to be going after. Well, because it's like you've been living off of a McDonald's diet, right, for all of this time. And now your body, you're craving, you have nutrient deficiencies, and you're craving this, like, whole good food you know and it's like oh my gosh how is i surviving off of mcdonald's all this time that's not real food you know when you have that moment and i think an interesting aspect that we really want to bring this in is brandon and i have been very passionate about this for years now and for us over the past you know five or so years we've really been making that transition over in our own lives and so sometimes i think we have a difficult time trying to communicate this process because we're we're pretty much done with it you know what i mean like we've come so far in this process so to talk to someone who is currently going through the process i think gives a really neat dynamic to the conversation here right yeah um, I don't know if you got a chance, Sherry, but, um, somebody sent me yesterday this video and that's why I just kept thinking of it. It was called the Americans are religious about America. Okay. And, um, it was, it was going through, it was just that eight minute video, but 
it was talking about how um, we are we are just trained as just as a people from obviously when we're very little it's a it's a middle of the road look at yeah. america as a religion it, it there's no agenda behind it he's honestly he's honestly just presenting a case for it and it's it's really 100% truth and it added on to that like you were saying is this this american church we've americanized church and the of christ and this idea of it, and the, and that's what the modern church is full of now. We go and we do these certain things. We're conditioned to do these things, but we don't know. That, you know, like like Christmas is about Christ's birth, and right, if you don't celebrate Christmas, then you hate Jesus, because yeah. you know, like you you just get these ideas in your head of of what the way things are supposed to be. And they're obviously but like not you biblical. said, but then you're lacking nutrients, yeah. and the sheep know His voice. Okay, they know that they're not getting you. There's a reason why you feel like this, and it's not that you know it. it that that would be what the Holy Spirit is, and it, it's craving for something more because what you're hearing, you're you're a believer, and you're hearing just enough to keep you alive. To keep you alive, yeah. but it's not not enough to keep you nourished, and you end up craving that. But that that just goes so hand in hand with what we are programmed to do. So like you said, it's like a blanket. We don't want to take it off. It's warm. It's comfortable. It's what we do. It's what we know. And we don't understand why you wouldn't want a warm blanket on. You know, it's hard to understand and do these things. Like you said, it's a process. It's painful. I went, you know, I, I... I went through a very violent turn. Like mine was very, very quick. So I guess that it was easier for me in that way. I was ready to just throw everything off and change um, and, and get away from that. So that's where my personal experience varies. But I can understand the people that are just now like start starting to understand, to honestly go and search and look and understand for themselves and read for themselves and understand and pray and, Ask the Lord to guide them through these things. You know, they're starting to realize, oh, man, what I've been doing, like this whole practice of what I've been doing has been off this whole time. And you're like, man, I really need to change. But, man, this is difficult. So, yeah, I mean, you brought up a bunch of different, you know, that's what it is. You know, you the the truth of what you discovered last night was kind of the key. Yeah, nobody told you it was going to be this hard. Yeah. Well, nobody talks about it in general. Yeah. Like, who discusses this? N- nobody. Nobody. We don't talk about this. You know, but this is this is the part that, yeah, nobody told you it was going to be this difficult, except for Jesus. I, this is honestly what he's talking about, and this is where the disconnect comes and what you've been taught in church and then just what the reality of truth is. Because Christ it, and, well, it told us that everything in the world will despise you and hate you because you decide to follow me. Yeah. That means the world's systems, the world's operations, everything. That means everything goes against what you believe and how you feel. And right. so he tells us that if you follow, that's a, that's a pro salvation is free. Discipleship is what costs you. Yeah. 
So that's the things where that yeah, it is. It's hard to get away. It's painful and sometimes you could even question yourself because you're like, Why I'm cold, why would I not put on a warm blanket? Yeah. So I think that's some that's some great things that you I mean you hit on a bunch of stuff. Um I mean like you said filling we're so used to filling gaps with the holidays with different things like that. That's all that's that's gaps in our spiritual lives and in that type of joy and, and family and togetherness and the idea that we get around holidays and 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 this type, you know. Is the type there? These are gaps that we're trying to fill in our everyday lives. We're so busy with the rat race of life that we fail to slow down and realize what really truly matters in life. Right. For one day a year, we kind of do that, but then it's like our greediest time of year, and so we end up getting lost in the in the thought of it. So it's um, I I really thought that was an interesting concept that you hit on. Right. Comes back to mind also like comforter. Okay, so it's oftentimes at Christmas time that we talk about how you know um, Jesus is our comforter, or you know whatever the case may be. But in reality, we go to okay, what's and, and I even said this in the Marco Polo last night. Like, what is comforting to you in these seasons? Okay, so think about like for me, I'm thinking um, in fall. You know, you think oh, it's so comforting. You know, all the smells and and all of the the you know fall decorations and the baking and all the things that's so comforting and then Christmas like oh it's so comforting to see the lights and you know all these things and and I think that we throw that word comfort around like way too easily and then we begin to like take our focus off of who's supposed to be our true comforter like who are we supposed to go to in times of of you know where we're feeling like man like i just need some some comfort i just need some peace i just need some relaxation it's not going to be found in a candle being lit it's not going to be found in a tree decorated or anything like that and this is where my frustration comes into play because literally until listening to you guys' podcast i don't think i've heard a pastor preach on the coming of christ and I've been to like three churches in the past 10 years and wow. not one of those churches pointed us to the excitement and the, the comfort and all of the things that comes with Christ coming back. And there's and a reason for that. It's literally not. And I know this is probably like, you know, a whole nother conversation, a whole nother podcast, but literally I think about it at this time because I'm thinking we're trying to wean ourselves from the world, but how can we wean ourselves from the world? when we don't know what we're truly looking for and, and, you know, I'm trying to wean myself in the world, but I don't think I could have truly done that until I, you know, heard you guys talk about how amazing it's going to be when, when Christ comes back and, and me doing that research and digging deeper into, man, nobody ever talks about revelation or man, nobody ever talks about, you know, Christ coming back. So what are we to get excited about? Well, if you don't know what to get excited about, you're going to cling to those things. Yeah. Christmas, exactly. the next holiday that's coming. Yeah. Because guess what? You don't know that, man, like the holiday that we need to be looking forward to and preparing ourselves for is not Christmas or Halloween <laughs> or fall or Fourth of July or whatever. The holiday we need to be looking for is like, I like how, I like, um, Heidi's thing where she says holy days the holy day that we need to be looking for is the coming of the Lord and that is what we need to be preparing ourselves for 
in you know our everyday life not Amen. Oh, man, you know the next birthday is coming or the next holiday is coming you know so that's why when you said that yeah. stuff last night i literally started dying because i was like yep all of these things exactly yeah like i mean that that's just the process that you go through man when you finally realize truth when you finally dig into this stuff you look and you go wait a minute the only thing that matters is christ and he's coming back and he's coming back soon we don't know how this time frame quite works yet but they said just when you're not sure how this time frame works and people are always going to say hey you don't know how this time frame works. It's going to be boom, the time that he comes back. So you're right. And I mean, we cannot possibly live our Christian lives properly without living it in light of the second coming of Christ. And that's a John MacArthur quote right there. But and that's very, very true. Um, I mean, we, we cannot properly do this. Like you said, you got so comfortable in the world, in its systems, in everything in it, in the church, the way that we are conditioned, the way that the professing church, I don't want to say the church, but the professing church, the way that the professing churches get you very, very comfortable in this situation here, in in this world. And very invested. And we don't take, we don't take first John literally when do not love the world. What right. do you think that means? We are from God. Whoever is not like we do not love the world or anything in the world. You know, we know what the definition is. We know we don't go walking around with our holy rulers and slapping everything as is heretics and, and, and damning everything to hell. But at the same time, you know, we live in light of the fact that Christ is coming again. And the second time he's coming as a conquering lion, he's not coming as a suffering servant. Right. So that, I mean, that, that why does nobody care about this? Like he's going to, he's angry. He's coming, you know, like any horror movie or anything you watch, you know, like you've got the one person warning you, like he's coming. Everybody freaks out. But like you go and you say something about Christ and everybody's like, yeah, who cares? People have been saying that forever. It, but it's it's true. It's uh, and I mean that I mean on a lighter note, that is the only thing as us Christians as we should be looking forward to, and setting our hopes in. So that really right. just conditions us in a completely different way. That I don't think that makes us just look up at the sky and not do anything like the like the Thessalonians did. I think for us as Christians. I think we need to to realize, like we were just saying, you know, those those gaps that we fill with these types of things in our everyday life, like these, what are they? They're family time. They're going out and they're doing these things. And God, I mean, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And you have complete freedom to roam this, you know, muddy rock of fun. I mean, there's no, you know, we, we're not we're not bound in chains on this. So, but we have a limited time left in this, this present period of time. And right now our relationships are different than they will be in the future. Our, our abilities are different. So we live in light of knowing that and, and we, we act as such and, and, you know, direct our lives as such. Um, 
but it, it is a difficult it, it's a difficult journey sometimes but you know once you once you truly grasp that though and you you've got the beginning of it it's hard for the first little bit and like i said you'll begin you'll begin to question it you're like am i doing the right thing like ah he's taking so long <laughs> you know like well <laughs> let me let me go ahead and lose my idea here for a little bit and just get more comfortable you know that's the that's the other part of it, but yeah, I mean it does get a little bit easier, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the point Brandon would always bring up too. He goes, everybody wants to say you want to get all excited about Christmas because oh, it's Jesus's birthday and we sing songs about you know Jesus's birth, which is completely yeah, Christ the Savior is born, completely not biblically founded at all, and we want to get you know wrapped up all into the stuff. So everybody all of a sudden is the poster christian come christmas time we get the decor we do all the stuff and that's brandon's point where he's sitting here going y'all get real worked up over this whole baby being born thing what about the fact that he's grown up and he's coming back right nobody wants to talk about that but we yeah. want to talk about the cute little baby in the manger yeah but we won't right. get in church because he's coming back you know what i mean like and it's just i don't know and I think that that is going to be just like the process for us, you know, what it's going to look like for us just practically is just like for me as the mother way, you know, kind of what basically what Heidi speaks on pretty much daily and her, you know, in their pot and Heidi and Brandon in their podcast and then Heidi and the YouTube videos, just taking everything to, to prayer. And is this preparing my children, my husband, myself, you know, my family, are we preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord? Are our, you know, are our actual eyes looking for that? Or are we looking for the next vacation, the next holiday, the next, you know, movie that's coming out or brand new pair of shoes or whatever it is that you find comfort in or whatever, you know, your idol is. And I think that that's another thing, like that word idol is, I don't like it. I don't think it was ever as big a as big to me as it is now because Absolutely. I didn't realize how many things that I was idolizing yep. and you know idolizing can be a brand new pair of shoes that you know is coming out it can be and I've heard that in a in a sermon before and I actually was literally <laughs> just talking to my mom about it like in a sermon the guy discussed you know somebody blessed quote unquote me with a brand new pair of shoes to my 20 that I already have somebody you know like and that's just mind-blowing in itself but that's the whole you know what are your eyes on why do you need 20 pairs of shoes why do you need the next pair of shoes and also do you really think that god gave you those shoes like absolutely somebody else has yeah. you know, and, and you're preaching that from the pulpit foot. have you lost your mind like this is the stuff <laughs> that just makes you oh my gosh Lord yeah, have so, mercy. Um, but I, you know, that for us practically is going to, you know, it's going to be hard for me, but it's going to be like, okay, like, all right, guys, you want to go on vacation? Well, what is that, you know, how is that preparing us? And, and am I saying that you don't need a vacation at all? No, I'm not saying that at all. I just feel like if that's what you're looking forward to and exactly. you're getting excited about mm -hmm. and you're not spending your time in scripture with your family or you're not spending time in prayer or whatever and you're just focused on those things then that and that's what it's going like practically for us for a little while like not looking forward to you know because i think that people think oh well you know christmas is celebrating christ's birth well 
what are you really focused on at that time? What are your kids? And, and I'm going to be bluntly honest about this for a second. Like when you ask your kids, I get so frustrated when parents are like, you know, Oh, we did a birthday cake for Jesus this morning, you know, for Christmas morning. (laughs) Then what are you doing right after that? And I did it myself. Like, Oh, let's (laughs) add in some Jesus by making a birthday cake for Jesus. But then you guys tear into those presents because that's really what your focus was on. Because my kids are the same way, and that's why I say this is a weaning process. And yep. and in that, you have to have grace for yourself. Because right now, like, if I'm being honest, you know, honest about this, also, like, I'm I'm a little stressed, like myself, because it's going to be a process. But like, I, my kids, they they will try to tell you, like, I'm excited about Jesus's birthday, but. I mean, come on, like, all they're talking about is their Christmas wish list, and we're not talking about, you know, hey, let's really, really dig deep in, you know, this about Jesus' birth, and, you know, my 14-year-old, she knows scripture better than I do, so I'm not saying that she doesn't, you know, know scripture or any of that, but her focus for Christmas time is not going to be on Jesus. Well, that's where you test that. You go, yeah, you go, well, let's take out all the gifts and we're just going to focus on Jesus's birth for the month of December. Okay. And see how quick your kids are like, well, I thought we just like said it was about Jesus's birthday, but then like, I still get my gifts too. Right. Like, because like birthday presents, I get lots of gifts because it's Jesus's birthday. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So that's like, like, it's frustrating for myself to think about it, but I'm going to give myself grace in these moments and this time because I know that it's going to be a process. And, you know, I hope everybody who's listening knows it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And, you know, honestly, I believe that there are many reasons why, you know, Brandon and Heidi were put in my family's path. And, you know, this is just one of them because my eyes were shielded for a long time because this is the world that I was raised in. This is the world that I clung to. These are the things that I clung to. And, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm excited now that my eyes are open, but I also have to pace myself and refrain from being a little chaotic and all of the things. So <laughs> it definitely is a difficult process. You know what I mean? As you work through it. And that's where I think it's interesting to have the conversation with you. Cause like we said, we did this before we started the website, the blog, the uh, YouTube, Instagram, you know, any of the stuff. So I think that's interesting to have this conversation because it's like for us, we're now multiple years into not celebrating Christmas. My kids roll their eyes when they see this stuff come out in the store. Like they are like, oh my gosh, this is so sad. Like, why is this all people care about? There's nothing to this. But there was a time of just a few years ago where they were like, so no Christmas like at all like you know you mean like we're seriously just not doing that like do we still get a present (laughs) you know like trying to figure out like what does this look like yeah not that this is all about Christmas this is I mean this is just an easy practical one to bring up but it's interesting how many people have reached out to us and been like I've been feeling annoyed by this because it is like regardless of how deep you want to get into understanding the biblical holy days and the origins of Christmas and whatever you want to put into any of that, that's not even the point that matters. But again, it's like you said, our kids know to say, yes, it's about Jesus's birth. And we bake Jesus a cake and we put the manger scene up and we do all the stuff, but truly at the core of it, that's just lip service because what's your focus on? Your focus is on the presence. Your focus is on, you know, certain parties and activities. It's gluttony and greed and 
all this other stuff rooted down into it, even if you don't want to get into any of the other things on the topic. At the end of the day, it's about what do I get? What are my presents? You know, and and so many families, they try their best and they, you know, do different things. And there are very admirable things to be done around the time. But it's that idol Christmas, the holidays in general and all of our American traditions, they are idols to us. Um, And how do you start to weigh those things now and reconcile those as you grow and mature as a follower of Christ, right? You're no longer just feeding on the milk that's being pressed out with this American Christianity, but you're truly digging into scripture for the meat and the substance and your, your understanding that you are deficient of all of these spiritual nutrients and you start really searching for that whole food, you know, then you get to all the stuff and you're like, what the heck are we doing? Right. And I think that like you, you go into these, like, you know, in the weaning process, most of us know, like there's going to be times of weakness. And for me, those times of weakness need to be where I'm in my scripture. I'm in word. I'm in, and you know, in my word and praying and, you know, maybe it's, I'm getting into something like, you know, Isaiah and I have absolutely no idea what's going on, but guess what? My focus is on God. My focus is on his word. And if I need to, you know, message Brandon and ask him questions, I could do that. But like, that's what it's going to look like for us. Like when we're going through those weak moments of, you know, oh man, like, let me detach from this American, you know, thing that we've got going on. All right, well, let's turn to scripture. Let's turn to God's word. Let's, you know, and, and, practically live this out to where we're refocusing our eyes on you know christ yeah absolutely because i mean it really is a process that we have to learn to do you know and i think for us i know um and i don't know if this is totally the same for you but we started i feel like i had been for a while kind of working around in this like trying to wake up process and then when Brandon was on man like overnight he was on so it's like we had kind of been working on it for a while and then when he switched on it was like violent like everything flipped I mean our house went completely upside down well right side up I think we were upside down but it went right side up real quick and so for us we really noticed where we just started questioning everything like it's easy to question the big stuff and be like why do we do this where does this come from why is this such a huge deal specifically to american christianity like do other christians do this like what you know start digging and just questioning these things and the more we question stuff the more we were like what are we doing i think your mic's off i want to ask you sherry i don't know if like your process is the same way but i know in in my process, I was just when I was I was just searching. I had always been anti-establishment yes. and very anti and just very you rebellious to a lot of rage and the yeah, very rebellious in nature. Um, <laughs> Everybody's but, like, of course. And and you know, I was always kind of just whatever. Didn't really care about anything until. And even, you know, I mean, like I said, I grew up in the church. I grew up with all this, so I knew it all my life. I didn't even really care about this as much. I always believed, you know, or thought I believed. Um, But I didn't really care until I finally went through my process. And then I realized, like, it was was finally, like, all of the answers that I was looking for. Like, finally, everything made sense. So I think that's why it was so much easier. I don't know if it went if you've gotten to that point yet 
But like once once it completely locks for you, and once you finally get it, you know, um, that the, just that switch of finally everything making sense out of a, a, a whole world around you that has never made sense. Well, yeah, I think I, I th- so. I think I feel like I have the tools, but then it's using the tools. So mm. it's trying to figure out. You know, like I said, I'm I'm new to like really digging in scripture and 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 understanding scripture and so i really want to make sure that things that i am applying to my life and my children or you know that i'm teaching them to apply to their lives is is correct i want to make sure the things that i am interpreting scripturally is correct because when you know coming out of uh church you know not even not long ago um you know you're trying to figure this all out and and making sure you're like oh my gosh is this what this really means like so i feel like i have all of the tools but like you said i'm trying to figure out how to make sense of it all and i and i think that it's almost like this puzzle that's like missing a couple pieces and i'm you know i i know i have it it's just so you know uh-oh. Um, which was like cool to, for me to think about just a second ago. I was like, well, I know that you guys are asking me questions, but I feel like Brandon, you is the, the head of the house. Like practically, like I know you were, you know, were like, oh, okay, well let's, we aren't doing this. We aren't doing this. We aren't doing this. But you know, in a practical way, like what did that look like for you guys or for you being headed household, you know, when you started refocusing things and kind of you know deciding that you were going to wean from the world because i feel like the more you detach from the world the easier things get yeah. but it's also a process you know like that's the whole point of this podcast Maybe yeah it's, it's world, hard so. to get there but once you get there you're like oh this we're good now i think it was trying to find that line i think at first trying to find that line of being a jerk but being really really just honest and blunt and just um I didn't, I think for me, it just, it didn't ask any questions. It just did. It said, this is what we are doing now. And if you have a problem with it, you have a problem with the Bible and God and not me. It was basically the way that it looked like, and everybody was on board. So that, I mean, on that aspect, I I think our family was was really waiting on you. So once you flipped, it was like, oh, cool. Like we're serious now. Let's do this. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it was kind of waiting on me. So it was, that was where I do have the benefit though. But for a person that is searching that, that isn't sure what that looks like, um, you, you have to remember, like, especially for you, you have a, what, what is she 14 and what are the ages? 12 and 14. 12 and 14. 14. That's right. Well, you might as well say 15. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be 15, (laughs) which you know that we have to you know you have to be you you can't be legalistic we don't want to you know have our our rulers out and beat people over the head but at the same time we're like okay we don't do this anymore and this is why and this This is is why scriptural reason why we've been in the wrong you know you're like i don't want to you know we're not looking at anybody else here we're not pointing fingers but this is why we don't do this and then you do it and then you're like, man, I feel like a jerk, kind of, you know. But then you're like, no, this is this is what the Lord wants, and this is what we should be doing. So this is what you're going to – I've been saying for – and it's only been more so recently, but I've been saying for a long time that I only want two things watched by my girls, period. Yeah. You know, or like only in my – like I don't 
only in my house when I say two things. Because the amount of stuff that those girls used to watch and everything that they used to, you know, on their tablets. And well, there were that, even, like, good uh, yeah. shows or kid shows, you know. So finally I was fed up and I was like, you guys can watch Superbook and What's in the Bible and that's it. I'm like, <laughs> that's it. And it hasn't been until recently that I finally, like, imp- like implemented that for good. Like, they cannot watch. It wasn't until yesterday that they w- – now Heidi's got them into these stupid English period pieces now. But um, <laughs> you were having fun. But I think it really was for us like practical application stuff is I think as you and, and you, I'll share some of the things I know we started doing, Sherry, and then you kind of let us know, you know, if you guys have felt some of this or where you're at. But it seemed like we started. Number one, you have to be in God's word, and that has to start taking priority for mom, dad, kids, everybody. We cannot live by God's word if we don't know what it says. So that has to be step one. Like that has to start really taking over, not just, and I think that's a period. I think most people are used to, well, I get filled up with the word on Sundays and Wednesday evening, and that's that, right? Like, or maybe you have the app on your phone, so you see like the verse of the day and you call it good, like. That's not yeah. how that works. Um, but that yeah, but I think it starts off by being like, okay, well, what does God's word say? And then I know for us, it was like, okay, we, m- mom and dad, we curse too much. Cursing needs to stop. That has, you know, no place in our lives. And you start, you know, just l- looking at these things and weighing them. Okay, so that started to change. Then we started really questioning the music that we listen to in the movies and TV and stuff that we watch. Like, how am I glorifying God with this? If Jesus was sitting here with me, would I still be watching this? Would I still be thinking this is funny? You know, stuff like that. Like, I think it started with little things like that, that we started looking around and going, why do I do this? Why is this? Well, even like with the girls, they love like, if you give a mouse a cookie and a bunch of these other shows, oh, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head, that they're cute shows. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. But even then we were kind of, you know, and that was kind of Brandon's point of you're spending, you'll sit here and binge watch a whole season. If you give a mouse a cookie, like how is that growing you in the right. knowledge of the Lord? Like how, how is that helping anything? You know, what is that doing? Sure, it's a cute show, but it's nothing. I mean, nothing is happening here. You're not learning about the Lord. Like at the end of the day, when you stand before the Lord, is Jesus going to say, hey, please tell me every detail of if you give a mouse a cookie. You know what I mean? Like that's going to have no, you know, no. so not that they can't, right. you know, watch stuff and have fun, but there's a lot of other ways you can have fun that are meaningful. So I think for us, it really started with little things like cursing, the things we watch, the things we, you know, talked about, music we listened to, things like that. Like, eh, why am I listening to this? This is junk. And then it just is like a snowball effect that the more and more you go, it's like in everything you do, talk about, whatever, it's like, how is this growing me closer to the Lord? Because if it's not, then I have no place for this in my life. And now we're just right. the weird people that live out in the mountains and only talk about Jesus and have no friends. So, 
<laughs> now, were there key scriptures that you guys like stood firm on when you were? I mean, obviously you're you're standing firm on you know scriptures now and stuff, but like going through that process, you know, I think oftentimes like our kids need to, you know, like right now our scripture that we're you know teaching our girls is you know the people pleasing scripture in Galatians one ten. You know, it talks about like are we trying to please people or are we trying to please God? Um, you know, so are there like key scriptures that you guys stood firm on and you pointed them to when they were like, man, but why can't we do this? Or, you know, why can't we, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you were detaching yourselves from at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we would, we started reading, Brandon started reading with the kids every morning. I always did some stuff with homeschool, but he started reading with them every morning. And we really noticed that every morning we would add to that key scripture list. And it wasn't, and what was really cool is it wasn't just us pointing them to stuff, but them going, hey, just like this that happened, such and such, whatever, is that what this means? And we're like, yes, that's exactly what that means. Um, definitely, First John is one of our go-to books. You know, if anybody thinks that he can love the world and the Lord, you're a liar because you can't. Do not love the world and the pleasures that it offers you. Definitely, like you said, I mean, that's what we point him to with our discipline and all of the things. You know, how are we to behave? How are we to act? Well, let's go look in scripture. Let's find out. How are you to behave and act? You know, and so a lot of that came together. First Corinthians. Your mic's on mute again, I think. You don't want to, you, I don't want you to, you can't drink the cup of Christ and the cup of demons. Yeah. Um, that was, that was definitely a big one that we just went over because that we just went over in church yeah. on Sunday because this was, you know, obviously talking about idols and, and eating in, in temples that were for different, different gods that represented different, different materialistic things. And um, so when you look at that and you think you're like, man, he, you can literally apply that to the world yeah. and saying right. that, like, I don't want you to sit at this table and do this worldly stuff because you can't do that and sit at the table at Christ, too. Yeah. And the spirit and, and the Holy Spirit will and should not allow that with spiritual maturity. Once you reach right. that solid food, the Holy, you know, that the, the spirit is is shouldn't. You know, you get to a point, I don't want to, you have to be careful with the wording. Wording is, is very important when we when we talk about theology because different wording can change different ideas and mean different things. But there's a, um, you know, there is a level of spiritual maturity that believers, um, you know, can get to where you don't know everything. You don't puff yourself up in pride, but yeah. discernment's a tiny bit easier for you. Yeah. And, right. um, you know, you, you are definitely able, you know, that you need to go to the word for your food and you know that you need to, this is, you know, you, you know, different things. So there, there's a level that, that the spirit gets you to, you know, that you get to, it's not a level of enlightenment or anything like that, but it is a level that, you know, as, uh, being spiritually mature, you get to, and, and that discernment becomes, um, like I said, a lot, lot easier. And um, it, it it makes those decisions in your family, in your home, and in application to your everyday life, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, it, just the just the decision, not the actually going through it, is the same. You know, you know, it's still like nothing really changes other than your ability to 
understand why this is happening and how to make it through and, and what the Lord promises you on the other end of it. Um, right. You know, but, um, you know, other than that, yeah, once you get to that, it just, it's a lot easier. For anybody else, like, okay, so for me, this is just me asking one more question. So I know that it's not healthy. Obviously, we're weaning ourselves from the world and detaching ourselves from the love of the world and the love of the things of the world and stuff like that. But we're also called to disciple and evangelize, you know, do the evangelism and stuff like that and, like, bring people to Christ. So what's – so I guess the question is, like, what's a healthy level of – interacting with the world in enough way to, I, I mean, would you just use like a, like a trip to Walmart if the Holy spirit prompts you, you know, to pray for somebody. Cause I mean, that's kind of what I do right now, but like, you know, obviously like I don't want to completely detach myself from what God, you know, has planned for our family as far as just where we are location wise or, you know, anything like that. So like just practical ways to, I guess not, you know, fall into the worldly trap, but also you know, complete, you know, complete the mission that God has called us to. That makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, that's perfect here. I'll yeah, no, first. that makes a hundred percent sense. And that's a great question because there's a, there's a lot of really important things in that question. Like you said, I mean, we are called to do these things. And first with our interaction with the world, we don't want to be afraid of anything. Yeah. Matter of fact, we have all the freedom in the world. I mean, this is we have no limitations of things that we we really should or shouldn't do as far as is, you know, where we can go, what we can do, you know, places we can travel to people. We can, you know, there's no there's 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 no law against these things. Um, it's it's really honestly where your heart is. So you learn in spiritual maturity to separate the world from from what your mission is you realize that you know you you go in and you operate in this world just like anybody else you know i mean we don't we're not timid we don't you know we don't come into town all shaky and look all weird you know we're, you know we don't wear different clothes to identify ourselves different um it's supposed to be the way that we conduct ourselves the way that we act the way that we serve other people the way that we do evangelize well, if unless you're wearing different clothes is dressing modestly that yeah except for okay. that yeah except for if it, if your different clothes are modest dress then yes you will look different than the rest of the world so you should look so different if you live in, in los angeles way. or miami you should look stark you know night and day different to everyone else in but town. i but i think I think to um you know that, that that's really important to us. So we don't look in and go anything in the world and say that that's inherently sinful to go do this or to go to this place or not to go to this place. But that maturity will definitely help you navigate wh- how you operate inside of this world. You know, it's like it's like playing with fire, you know? I mean, we know you know, we know our limitations on how close we can get to the flame right before it burns us. Right. So that's how we should operate in the world. We know that we, we can come in the world. We can get involved. We can do some things. We can go out and we can have fun. We can, you know, um, you know, if you want to go have them, you know, go out to a movie with your family and, you know, go do all these things that, the you know, that most people would perceive as like, ooh, worldly, you shouldn't go do that. You know, like that stuff, like 
Yeah, you could go do that, but like again, where ha- have you spent the amount of time that you would spend out in the world in your word? Have you spent out, you know, in, 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 are you going, is there any opportunity that, that you should, because we're, we're told to flee from any opportunity to sin, right? So is there going to be, wherever I go, whatever I do, is there a huge opportunity for me to sin there? Like, is it going to be more than I should like tempt myself? Like if I know, and Heidi knows that we're not going to walk into Target you know, with a little bit of money in our pocket. Because we'll make horrible decisions. Because we'll be worldly and we'll make, (laughs) we'll decide that like, hey, we need this. And like all of a sudden we're like, and we don't really need it. You know, like, so, um, you know, I'm like, okay, well maybe we shouldn't go into Target. You know, that's not that Target is bad. It's just that I know that I don't have enough self-control to go in there with a little bit of money. You know what I mean? It, it, because that would I know that I would blow it on just a bunch of crap that I didn't need that is honestly a bunch of crap that I don't need. Yeah. That, and that's where the problem is. Uh, right. This money could be applied to, in my Christian life, I have other people that are around me that are suffering. So if I had the money to go do that, if I had the money to go, and not that we should deprive ourselves of, uh, of having this vacation yeah. or if you need something or whatever else. But if we have a brother or sister that we know that is in need and we're going to go out and we're just going to have lavish spending and pointless spending and, and spend pointless money, that's wrong. And we shouldn't do it. So, I mean, that like those are the types of things that help you answer those questions to your, honestly to yourself because there's no real – there's no real direction, and I think that you have to be careful that anybody would tell you exact rules or or even that would advise you like in a way of writing down how you should operate. Step one. You know, even like in a book. You know, like it, it's just I think it, it, th- these are questions that you need to pray and you need to speak to the Lord about. And you, need, like I said, you know your own limitations in the world. And most of the time our outlook and everything – it in our opportunity to sin all this different thing all, all of this comes from ourselves so we ask ourselves these questions um you know especially you know and with the spirit's guidance and that and it answers the questions for us you know i i know that um you know so i, I guess as far as as far as evangelizing goes we we have to be careful that yes but we are evangelizing by the way that we live our lives and how we operate in this world. Just like okay, First Peter three one, right? With the um, unbelieving spouses, right? It's by your conduct and your life and the way that you live that you can bring an unbelieving spouse to belief. I think it's the same way. It's the life that we live, right? Like our story. That's why we share it because it's radically different than what most people are doing. We're only sharing that not because we're doing everything perfect and right, but that by maybe you could see our conduct in the way that we live. And that is a means of evangelizing. Exactly. So uh, we have to keep that in mind because I think a lot of us think like, oh, man, I have to go stop this raggedy looking guy in Walmart and give him a track and invite him to church. That's right. the only way to evangelize. If, if that's the only way to evangelize. Yeah. Now, if the Lord is telling you, hey, stop this guy in Walmart, this ratty looking guy, and invite him to church, do then it. do so. <laughs> but There's nothing wrong with it. Don't put your mindset like, don't go into Walmart and go, oh my God, I got to share at least the gospel with three people. Otherwise, the, God, the Lord's right. going to get mad at me. 
Yeah. You know, like, Absolutely. no, it's, it's more so how you live and what the Lord calls you to do personally. Um, there, there's, you know, we don't want to be a, what Todd Friel from Wretched calls a do-do Christian where we got to do-do, right? We got to yeah. fix, fix. We got to do all these things. We got to go here, go there. We got to say this verse. We got to say this verse. No, let relax a little bit. This requires a lot of self healing, a lot of healing within your own family. And I think you discover that it becomes more before you're able to to take upon that role to share the gospel and to help people. There's a huge self um, help thing that you need to go through this process that and it's part of this weaning process um, that you know that you need to become mature. So. I think we absolutely need to evangelize where we feel the Lord is calling us, but I don't think that we need to go out and absolutely knock down doors and evangelize just because our lives have been changed. Unless that's right. what the Lord is calling you to do and then do so. It's probably like a natural process, you know, like in general, like what um, I think it was on one of Heidi's um, videos or something. You guys were traveling to Tennessee and there was I think there was a homeless person on the side of the road yeah. or something. And you just, you know, and that to me seems like a natural process of being a Christian and being a believer. You you know, in that moment, you were able to, you know, bless him with food, but also you know, pray if they need to pray or so kind of just showing the love of Christ. And that alone is not a pushy way, but it's a natural way. You know, I think a natural way that God has, you know, put people in our, you know, put people in places and we literally like, we can take that moment, you know, for granted, or we can, you know, go into that moment and be like, okay, Hey, this is a natural way for me to, this isn't me pushing, you know, somebody, Hey, you need to go to church or, you know, whatever. It's a natural way of, you know, showing the love of Christ and, you know, you know, and if it goes deeper, it goes deeper. And if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. Well, and I think, uh, we, we've talked about this a little bit before, but church has really made us lazy when it comes to, sharing the word of God with others. Because if you look biblically, our lives, the way we live them, the way we conduct ourselves and whatever work and business affairs, you know, that we might have with the world, right? Because we're not in it, but you know, of it, and we have to do certain things and whatnot. That should be what brings people to the church. Our time out in the world, how we conduct ourselves, how we live. We live radically different than the world and we do all these things differently. That is supposed to be the walking billboard. Your church shouldn't need a billboard because all of its members are the billboard and the way that you talk with people, that you're loving, that you're different, that you're giving, that you do all of this stuff. And when you come into the church, it's supposed to be for all believers to grow and mature in their, you know, just path of discipleship. 
relationship. And so we've turned that around where now it's just get people in the door. Churches are literally being made for unbelievers because that's where we got to hook you and keep you. So therefore we're entertaining you and doing all these worldly things within the church. And as Christians, we think, well, I just have to show up at the things on the church bulletin and I can check off my I'm evangelizing, you know, slot on the ticket. So as long as I show up every third Saturday to help at the soup breakfast for one to two hours, I'm good to go. Look at me, Jesus. I'm I'm on fire. Right. And right. it's like, where do you find that biblically? Where do you find right. it? Because I've read the whole thing. I can't find it. The, you know, it just it's not in there. And so I think when you start looking differently and people are like, well, but how do I evangelize? And it's like, okay, well, you also think that trunk or treat is evangelizing people. Like it's, it's not like we do these things and it's like, like Brandon said with the do do Christians, you know, well, as long as I do the things I'm good every day right. of your life and how you live it in radical opposition to the world. Like people that know you and meet you should know that there is something radically different about your life. So that's where I right. say, well, stop and think about it. If, we followed you around for a week and then we followed around some unbeliever for the week. Would your lives look the same? Are you doing the right. same things, talking about the same things, spending money on the same things, watching the same things, right? Are all those the same? Then you're not doing something right. Something's right. missing there. So that in itself, I think is the, you know, evangelical toolkit, you know, whatever, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, that, that right. we should have and be using that. Yeah. I mean, it's more difficult than showing up at a certain set time to a certain place that the church has arranged that you, you know, fill this bag with stuff and you can feel good about yourself and pat yourself on the back. But this is the way biblically you're told to do it. So hopefully there's other people out there that are, you know, maybe going through the same thing or fixing to come into it. So no, that's genius. Yeah, yeah. no, this is absolutely perfect for that. And no, you didn't. And I think, yeah, I mean a lot to that. Like I, when I was in the hospital, for instance, too, I think I found myself in a weird position and I find myself in this position, too. Even like when I go out to a Walmart, like sometimes it'll go through my head like, oh, wait, like, oh, yeah, this is what I do now. Like, should I share that? Like, like, should I share this with somebody or like, you know, but then like I, I grabbed all the things I needed and there was like no one in my path to yeah, stop and talk and, I, to. and then that's what I that's what I I that's what I will go through in my thought process is I go, no, I'm not going. That's where I, you run into trouble is I think when you go too far. Now there's definitely opportunities that you, that you have to realize that are there and you yourself have to do something about, um, which, you know, I, I do in every single scenario that I, that I, that I have, but I think those are the ones that are, those are the most important. It's just not missing any opportunities that you do have that do come in your path. For instance, we all know, you know, there'll be the cranky person in line that's just talking junk about the, the little old lady that's trying to count out the coins and, you know, in her purse. And you're like, you know, you have an opportunity to say something there and, and to say something about humility and, and patience and, you know, and, and say that, Hey, I'm not in a hurry. She need you know, she obviously needs time. We should give her grace and, and you know, whatever else. Um, but you have little opportunities like that because who does that? 
everybody's in a hurry in this world, right? Yeah. I mean, you just you use those little things to to look and to be different. You and know? to point I mean, the praise to Jesus, right? When people yeah. comment about your kids or your life or your job or whatever, you go, yeah, thank you, Lord. This is all Christ. He right, yeah, us. you have, yeah, anytime anybody says anything to you, give thanks to God for it. I mean, you know, just those little opportunities and, and, and even saying things like God bless and... Planting seeds. You know, just even little tiny things like that. That is all evangelizing. All right. of that is. And, and we we do just by the way that is the most important form of evangelizing is the way that we conduct ourselves as believers, you know, like all the way down to road rage and traffic, you know, like are are you can you you need to calm down and have a little bit of patience, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> I think we all. I think, I think we all are bad. But you know what's funny is it. I think Rotary just tell, says a lot about our heart and a lot yeah. about our patience. Honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know we we realize yeah, that does. we switch on the. But it's funny. I noticed that because you could usually tell the attitude of people through how they drive. Um, right. You know, and it it's. It's I don't know if it's a hundred percent foolproof, but um, <laughs> you, pretty close. <laughs> this is in my own personal observation, I guess, in in my own tests that I, that have been ran. <laughs> um, I've noticed that you could really compare that, but I mean, even down to that, man, if you, you you learn patience in every aspect of life, and that's the best evangelism that you can you can do. Like not um, for me, oftentimes I have this argument with God, like not out loud, but kind of like, you know, God will be like, hey, you know, Holy Spirit, hey, we'll be like, hey, go, go talk to that person. Um, and I'm like, mm. so there's so Cammy goes to therapy once a week and there's this one woman there that goes there and she has two autistic sons. And my heart literally breaks for her. And this is just me being raw and honest with you guys. My heart breaks for her every time I see her face. Like literally tears well up in my eyes every single time that I see her. And so I messaged a couple of friends and I'm like, and I tell them the situation and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Because what I'm not going to do and what God knows that I don't have the uh, guts to do is walk up to her. <laughs> I'm not And just say it. hello. Right. So my friend knowing who I am, she knows what kind of person I am. I'm not even going to do this. She's like, go invite her to lunch. And mm-hmm. I said, what? I already had this conversation with God. I'm not trying to have this conversation <laughs> with you. Like, I'm not, I'm not going up to this person that does not know me and ask her to lunch. And she goes, just go give her your phone number then and tell her to call you anytime. And I'm thinking, everything inside of me is shattering. And mm-hmm. I am literally fighting the flesh to not go up to this girl. And so I've just been praying about it. And I'm like, God, there's got to be, we were, you know, I was talking about somebody else today. There's got to be another way. We always tell God, there's got to be another way, (laughs) but he knows the right Uh way. And so like, I guess that's a, that's another practical tip. Just don't argue with God. Just do it. And I'm telling myself this in the moment, but. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. Because that is so funny because. That's exactly the way that it is. God will put, you know, 
Okay, so you know the end result of this, right? When are you going to lunch? Well, you need to go up to this girl, <laughs> and you need to take her to lunch. Because now you've told the whole internet. Now, now you've done this. So that's the end result, right? But we do. We argue with God, and we're like, no, that's not what we're going to do. That's not the best way. Because you make up all these other excuses, right, about like, oh, she can't. And so, yeah, as I'm going to yeah. lunch with this girl, <laughs> like, that's what... That's what we, we always know what the end result is. But yes, we always want to argue with God before we get there. Just like this whole like starting me stepping out and, and finally doing the, the church thing on Sunday and doing that. Like I swore up and down. I was like, I never did seminary to go be a pastor. I never wanted to do any of this to become a pastor. So hi, pastor. So, hi. <laughs> and I'm, now I'm like, uh, I'm like, I, it's weird. So, yeah, it's so weird. So like I, I, I have learned that, and I still do it. I still am stubborn enough to do it. Go, God, I like what is it? Like I know what the end result is, but I'm gonna keep asking questions and keep praying around it. Yeah, keep, keep. Let me keep asking people. Yeah. that I want is what I'm going for here because and he gives me that burning desire every like it literally the the thought like the feeling you get when you lose somebody and your family like you know somebody passes away that's how much my heart breaks for this girl and and I'm just like but God I'm not even equipped to take care of my own special need child all the way you know he's like you know so so maybe so you're gonna let us know where you guys are having lunch next week yeah. <laughs> Three weeks ago, Heidi. <laughs> Three weeks ago is when I was told to tell this woman that I was having lunch. Uh, so everybody who's listening, please lift Sherry up that she will have the courage to go and ask this gal out and go and have lunch and have some mama support for these kiddos. So now you've got yes. an army of people praying behind you. <laughs> You have to remember the things you say when you're talking to us because now you have people all over the world listening to you <laughs> to do these things. <laughs> so in all of this, what do you think, like if you had to think of maybe the top thing or top couple things in this whole process to wean yourself off of the world and kind of wrapping this up here, what would you say is the hardest for you to try to wean off of? Um, to be honest, it, for me, and I think this is the reason I keep going back to it for me, it's definitely going to be, um, and, and maybe it's because we've already weaned ourselves from a lot of other things, but, 
holidays are huge for us. And yeah. why do I say they're huge for us? They're huge for us because I lost my dad like three years ago and I was a complete daddy's girl. And holidays were so big for him. And so yeah. for me, instead of weaning myself from the actual like holiday, it's weaning myself from the, how do I, so basically like I look forward to like I used to look forward to holidays, you know, because it would be family time and all these things and you know, all all of this stuff. Well, God took that away when my like I feel like God and I, I think it's intentional, like I feel like it was taken away from us when my dad passed away for a reason because yeah. we were obsessed with it. We it was a moment for us to just spend time and just weeping and mourning and like all the negative things that came with, you know, him passing, like, oh well we now our families don't meet for holidays and all this stuff. But so for holidays it was time for me to be like, oh, you know, this is what I used to do with my dad and and the girls and all these things. So holidays for us and not just any holidays. Cause like, for instance, Halloween, one of my memories with my dad is a really funny one. We took our girls trick or treating one year and we knew for a fact, and this is just a simple, you know, thing just to kind of show you like why I'm like stuck in the holiday thought and like why I'm in my head. Like I'm thinking, I mean, if I give up this holiday, like I'm giving up these memories, but that's not true. <laughs> but anyways, so, um, um, we got, one of the girls got a like king size candy bar, um, put in their Halloween bucket and we're like walking and, you know, and, and we finished trick or treat and we get back to our house and we dump the kids buckets and it is gone. Like, we're like, where did this candy bar go? And my dad on the walk. He said, well, I got hungry. So he took the candy bar and he <laughs> ate it. And for some, the normal person, like, that's not funny to them. But for us, like, that was just like, that's how my dad was. You made a turkey on Thanksgiving. He was there right beside you taking the turkey, taking the skin, um, you know, carving the turkey, carving the ham, all these things. So in my mind and in my heart. And I'm, I'm being completely vulnerable right now because this this does, like, this is why I feel like it's going to be hard for me. And maybe it doesn't sound, like, attached to the world, but it is. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, gosh, if I give up that holiday, I'm giving up these memories. Yeah. But I don't have to give up those memories. God gave me those memories as a gift. And it doesn't attach itself to the holiday. It's just a memory. And it doesn't say, oh, well, this happened at Thanksgiving, so you have to mimic that every year. Or yeah. you can't have memories with your family unless you have Thanksgiving. Or you can't have memories with your family unless you go, you know, go get presents together on Black Friday or whatever. And by the way, if any of you guys didn't know, Black Friday apparently is a national holiday now. Anyways, it's on the Google <laughs> calendar as an actual, Amer <laughs> like, U.S. holidays, Black Friday. I died. That's insane. But so I think holidays are definitely going to be the hardest thing for me to detach from the world because I honestly, like, through these past, like, what, six months or so, like, I have been slowly just full-on weaning myself, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. And weaning my children from otherworldly things. And church was one of the worldly things. Now, not, not you know, God, not the church, not the big C church, but like the building church that became yeah. the world. Like we were attached to that. Like, you know, my youngest has no idea how to do church quote unquote as a family anymore. Like big C church. We don't even, you know, so 
because it was, okay, we're going to go to church on Sunday. We're going to do all the games. We're going to do all the songs. We're going to do all this. We're going to do all that. And then we leave and you have no idea what you even learned about that day. Yeah. So that was a worldly thing for us. So for my kids, definitely church is going to be the hardest for me, holidays, and for, for my husband, honestly, like, I don't feel like, I feel like he's just one of the go with the flow type people. <laughs> yes. And he's just like, just show me some scripture or, you know, tell me why you feel so passionate about, passionately about this. Yeah. And you know what? I'm backing you up, babe. Like, that's literally what he tells me every time. So, you know, for me, holidays for the girls and, and, you know, what does that look like for me? It probably is going to be kind of like some other things that have happened in my life recently, just kind of ripping off the bandaid and saying, you know what, like, let's figure out other ways to make, you know, these times of year, the t- these times in the year, like, let's figure out a way to make, you know, that a memory with your family, like in other ways, you know, or try to make more memories throughout. Cause I feel like we get so wrapped up in the worldly things like TV shows and all these things during the normal times. And then when we get seasonal, it's like, Oh, it's time to spend time together as a family. Exactly. And then we go back to the world and then we come back to the next season. And so that's why it's so hard for me because like, that's what we did as a family. Like my everyday life growing up was, you know, go to school, come home, ride your bike, go to bed, wake up, go to school, blah, blah, blah. And then at Christmas time and at Thanksgiving time, those now we can have family and yeah. Right. So instead of doing that, just for me, practically it's going to look like, Hey, guess what? We can make family, you know, family memories or get attacked by yellow jackets with my family (laughs) and another friend of the family. That's a memory for me. And guess what? Sorry. We traumatized all of you. Just a fun Sabbath adventure. Just a fun little, you know, Sabbath adventure. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, so, and and doing Sabbath together, oh my gosh, that was, um, so this past week, um, we did our first, and and, and you know what, I got frustrated because it didn't fall on the day that I wanted it to happen on, it didn't, (laughs) I didn't get to make the chalabra and all that stuff, and I said, you know what, I'm just throwing all this out. Yep. And so we did it anyways, and we did it on a Monday. And I said, who cares? We're yeah. doing it on a Monday. It's fine. And normally yep. it'll be on another day. But we're going to do it. And we sat down together as a family, and we broke bread together as a family. And look, I'm getting emotional. Let's think about it again. <laughs> we broke bread together as a family, and we, you know, partook in, you know, wine and grape juice together as a family. And we just reflected on Christ and and I don't know why, but every time we get to that part where he says, um, where it says that he will not um, partake in any food or, yep. you know, drink or anything until he, and I, I just get so emotional at that part, but that right there, yep. creating that memory once a week, wow, like, I get to look forward to that, and that is biblical, that is looking to Christ, that's looking to what I get to do with Christ when, you know, when he comes and when he returns, so... No, exactly. I mean, that's how our kids are when it comes to Sabbath and then the biblical holy days. And they're like, Mom, everybody's got to know about this because this is so much more fun than, you know, Christmas or, you know, any of the set days, you know, because you can. You can really look forward to that. And yeah, memories are allowed to happen on days other than like July 4th and December 25th. And, you know, but, you know, right. to have that, and it's just a changing your order of priorities, right? The the time of getting together as a family, of putting the world aside and focusing on these things and doing all this stuff. It's just a, a, a change in the way that you look at things. And it's like you have a film over your eyes. And when you're able to pull that off, you're like, 
oh my goodness, we're so backwards. What are we doing? You know, and, and to see that that difference in that change. Right. So, yeah, that's a. I think that's a big one though for a lot of people, and that's where it's like. Sometimes it's like I don't mean to harp on the holidays, you know, per se, but it's just such an easy one that so many of us completely identify with. And so it's really easy to kind of illustrate the point. But it comes down to, I mean, look at like TV shows like Brandon and I were saying the other day, it's starting to get cold. And we used to love, you know, curling up in the evening and having something to watch. And Brandon kind of chuckled the other day because we don't have cable. We don't have Netflix. We don't even have Amazon anymore um a well friend let us use hers last night so we could watch those old english period pieces that i love but um (laughs) we uh we don't have any of that stuff anymore and so brandon said something the other day he's like man i wish we had a show we could watch and that's what it was we had i had years ago accidentally bought sons of anarchy one of their seasons and so i chuckled and i was like hey i have that remember when we accidentally bought it so it's like on this one account and we're like yeah nope can't watch that and so it's funny you know sometimes we'll sit here and we're like man especially in winter time we love having that like cozy curl up and watch something and it's like or when we were in the hospital and you know you have nothing to do but watch the tv we a couple times would you know flip on oh we used to love that show and so you click on it and then you sit there for a few minutes and you're like ugh nope <laughs> moving on you know but it's funny little things like that that you're you're used to doing you know and so especially special you know depending on the weather or certain you know sentimental times and things like that like you said with your dad you get to these areas and you're like oh well I don't feel right about doing what I used to do you know depending on whatever conviction or whatever it is right. but it's like so how does one do this? It's, it's like, I really think you do go through a period of having to like relearn how to do things. You know, like we did that with different holiday areas and kind of just like, so I know I don't want to do what we used to do. And I see biblically, you know, all of these things. And I've exp- we've all explained it and discussed it as a family. But like, what do I do now? <laughs> like, what's that? Like, for us, you know, I, I love now that December to me, I mean, we celebrate Hanukkah, but Hanukkah is a blast. But other than that, the stress and worry and anguish and everything that used to come with Christmas and trying to get presents and doing all the things and fitting it all in, like, not having that on my plate is, like, one of the things that I most look forward to now every time of year, you know, this time of year, because it, but it, but it's a process, you know, as you kind of go through that, and then you find things that, you know, are, are different and new in, in memory. It's just, I think, of that process, you're in a little bit of a gap where you're moving from what you used to do and you used to look forward to and have memories of and then making new memories and the new things like sabbath and if you do the holy days or even just changing how you do different things i think it's just a little bit of a process as those things go from what they were when you were of the world to what they are now that you are not of the world but i think that issue being that most of the time we claim to be followers of christ which are to not be of this world while still happily sitting totally entrenched in the world so it's just that process i guess right so is there honey did you have any other 
set questions? I know we could sit around and talk about this topic literally <laughs> round the clock. When you sent me those messages last night, I was like, oh, yes. Nah, I don't know. This is just a very interesting conversation to well, have. Well, again, in the point being, how is what you're doing pointing your eyes to the return of Christ? That's I think what that everything I comes make, back to. I want to make sure clear, though, that not, you know, for for uh, this was just a thing that had to do with the holidays, but this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with people celebrate if they choose to celebrate the holiday the holidays that's our own personal thing and we're not saying anything that is it's just an easy one to it's just an easy one to pick out especially for for i think our families personally and specifically that was an area where we recognized Mm -hmm. a lot of greed a lot of things that we weren't comfortable with so it's an opportunity for us to say no we're no longer doing that but which is why i loved your point sherry when you said the there's a hole in your a jesus sized hole in your heart that is longing for his return and you're trying to stuff it full with tv career holidays the lights the trees the sounds the smells you know all of that stuff you're trying to stuff it full with that and you're still coming out empty and so at the end of the day and everything that you do if it's not pushing you toward and encouraging you toward the return of Christ and your soon and coming return with him, then it's not going to fill that void. And what are you doing? Right. Because that's what it's all about. And no, I mean, I don't care how many lights you got stuck to your house or how many raises you get in your career or whatever. You're not going to fill it with that. Right. So. Absolutely. Mm-mm-mm. And you're yeah, right because you know, you I didn't it. necessarily specific, you know, for me personally, like my, I think it, maybe it's even that my last detaching for big detaching and big weaning process is probably the holidays because like, that's the part that I'm more focused on worldly things now, mm-hmm. but you know, like just in general, if I'm thinking about things like, I mean, that for us for a while, TV was a big thing. And, you know, all, all, you know, there's there's so many ways to be attached to the world and focused on the worldly things and in the world and loving the world outside of the holidays that, you know, I, for me, it just clicked last night when I saw this Christmas stuff everywhere and how quickly Walmart is to transition over to the next holiday. But, you know, it, it comes with so many other things and so many other, you know, excitements that people look forward to that, you know, me personally that I used to look forward to that isn't even a holiday. It's things that, you know, like, man, why was I so obsessed with that? So, oh, you look at, I mean, sports and a new season, a new TV show, uh, clothing, makeup, vacation i mean literally you can play this game all day long i mean these things and not that they're inherently sinful by themselves but it is our obsession and our focus on them and that's why i tell people look at where you spend your money what do you spend the most money on that's one of your idols like go and follow the money and that's a real simple way to find your idols and that's where it's interesting when you look at people their obsession with their house um holidays sports travel and and not again not that those things are inherently bad but it's an easy way to see where are you stuffing that hole of where you should be looking for christ and doing the work that we are called to do and instead you're trying to fill it with all of these things that are going to perish and burn right right 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And just understanding that, like I said, it's a process. It's a weaning process. So give yourself grace in this moment. Like I'm trying to give myself grace. I'm asking for prayer in this too, because I've got to give myself grace and knowing that everything's not going to come, you know, for Brandon, it came quickly for some, and I think that that comes down to like, God knows us. He knows every part of us and he knows that how we need to deal with things or how we need to, you know, so just ask that God would give you grace in that moment. And, you know, for me personally, that God would give, you know, me, me grace and, you know, to deal with whatever it is and, you know, give myself grace so that I can deal with this in a way that is biblical and, you know, not chaotic and crazy and, you know, so. Well, and I think you really hit the nail on the head when you talked about when you wean a baby, how painful it is. And yes. you're doing it because you love your baby and you know that your baby's teeth are going to be ruined if they live off a bottle forever and ever, right? Like, and you know that they need to be filling themselves up with, you know, solid food and not just doing that. Like, you have good reasons for why you're doing it. And you're doing it with the best interest at heart for this child. But at the moment when you take that away, they could care less about every good and honest explanation you're giving them because they really want their bottle back. And what is wrong with you? I've had it my whole life. That's what I know. Like, you monster. How dare you take that away? You know what I mean? But it's painful at first. And, and, and it works. And some days are better than others. And then, But the really cool part is all of a sudden one day you realize that a few days have gone by few weeks have gone by months yep. years you know these times get longer and before you know it, you're like oh yeah I forgot I used to do that right like it just seems like a, a whole nother lifetime ago you know and it just it's an it's a very amazing process to watch happen even though I know it can be scary to start you know right and I feel like okay so I'm gonna this last thing I'm gonna say last night just this just came to me in those moments of the weaning process when it's painful go to you know if 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 you got time sit down if if you you know you got some quiet time sit down and read scripture um you know or listen to a good you know scripture filled hymn that points you to christ or you know kind of like what i did last night um our hymn this month is you know for the beauty of the earth and the, the guy that wrote it like he literally was reflecting on the beauty that god created yeah. in that and i think as i was walking last night i was like there's literal healing that can take place just by sitting back yeah. and seeing how big our god is how mm-hmm. creative our god is so by me just sitting there taking in all of the beauty that he created and reflecting on that him alone was some healing. You know, there was some healing that took place and there, you know, just a little bit closer to, you know, fully getting off of the bottle and, you know, off of the milk. And so that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think we used to do that too. We definitely would walk outside you just look around and you're like, man, mm-mm-mm. Yes so much more than my little peon brain can possibly process it's just amazing you can't help but just sing praises you know in that point right i love this um this will probably have to be a conversation that we will even continue because i know this is a huge one and it's one that all of us face at some point in some degree you know and uh there's a lot to a lot to be had here so i appreciate you sherry for reaching out to us last night and sharing that stuff with us because i know i was excited and then i went out played it to brandon he was like yep get her on the phone come on (laughs) we need to discuss this (laughs) yes 
So I mean, it was not easy process trying to get it. So we know this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, be good. exactly. Yep. Because sorry, I hopefully this. I think it's all coming out okay, minus a couple little hiccups. We'll but have I to think, listen back to it, but I'm sure it will. But yeah, I think we're yeah. we're figuring it out. We'll make it work. Maybe this will open us up. Maybe we can do all kinds of interviews now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yep. <laughs> well, Sherry, thank you so much. We definitely appreciate yep. you. And uh, I know we'll definitely be doing probably more stuff like this in the future. But thank you so much for coming on and just kind of sharing with us because I know you guys are such a blessing to us. And I know this will definitely be something that will uh, help others as well. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and get this up, start the process. Again, of course, in the description, we've got, you know, our website and anything if you guys have any questions or any feedback. But otherwise, we will see you all next time.